I'm Brian Goldfinger from Goldfinger Injury Lawyers. We'd like to wish you and your family a happy holiday season. Remember, if you're drinking, texting, smoking cannabis, you shouldn't drive or somebody's going to have to hire my law firm to set things straight. Visit goldfingerlaw.com. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm your host, William Loom, speaking to you after Toronto Raptors lost a very painful game in terms of not the result, really, because, like, whatever, you lose to Denver on the last game of a road trip, it's whatever. But uh, just the way this game was played, I mean, it was just ugly basketball from start to finish by both teams, honestly. There was uh, not a lot of good playmaking. There was not a lot of good shot making, most importantly, um, you know, and uh, thrown to the fact that the refs were kind of just like really allowing a lot of physical play to go, um, you know, not biased, really. I just think that, you know, they really allowed them to play. And uh, the end result was just a really ugly game where the Nuggets outslugged the Raptors 95 to 86 in a, a ode to 2001 basketball right here. Um, yeah. So, I mean, where do I even begin with this game? The Raptors obviously were very shorthanded. Um, Jonas Valanciunas obviously out. Uh, Lowry was out. Fred Van Vliet was out to rest, I guess. He's been really balling, but uh, I guess he needed a night off. Um, who else? No Pascal tonight either. I forgot about that. <laughs> Pascal's got a back thing. Uh, I mean, no Norman Powell. Like, it, whew, man, so you're taking five key rotation players out of that lineup. And, um, yeah, the Raptors just... Uh, you know, they went with a makeshift starting lineup. DeLon Wright got the start, and C.J. Miles got the start, which is interesting considering C.J. Miles shouldn't start for, you know, even a Chinese basketball team at this point, uh, let alone, you know, this one right here in the National Basketball Association. But, you know, okay, so you go with the short lineup, right, and then you're going up against the Nuggets. The Nuggets are also very shorthanded, too. No Gary Harris, no Paul Millsap, no... Uh, Will Barton, you know, Isaiah Thomas is still out, although they knew he was hurt when he got signed, so, you know, whatever. But still, you know, the Nuggets aren't crying any tears of the Raptors' injuries. Um, but, you know, they ended up going with a very large lineup. Like, they got Plumlee out there. They got Jokic out there. That's a very large front court. Again, 2001 basketball right there. And so the Raptors sort of counter with going small. I mean, they don't even have that many power forwards on the roster, which is kind of a concern. I mean, we've seen it repeatedly. The Raptors... Um, outside of obviously Pascal, who's been phenomenal, but you know, without Pascal, like the, the power forward spot is just kind of bare. And whether you're putting CJ Miles out there or OJ Anobi out there, I mean, those two are the biggest reasons why the Raptors lost tonight, outside of the other contextual factors. Um, the two of them combining to shoot uh, four of 17 from three. Now, the thing with this is that, um, you know, Miles and OG are two of the best shooters the Raptors have. And, uh, you know, it's never a good sign where your best shooters are being left wide open intentionally because, you know, the defense is very confident that your best shooters can't hit shots. And, uh, yeah, I mean, those two guys, I mean, wide open shots. The Nuggets' game plan was very simple. They collapsed the paint. They swarmed Kawhi Leonard at every opportunity. And they were going to dare people to shoot. And make open shots, and you know you got to give Kawhi credit for continuing to pass to these guys, but they just couldn't do anything, man. And especially in the uh, second half, I mean the Raptors shot one of twelve from three in the fourth quarter. Um, nobody could really get to the basket because the Nuggets were literally building a wall. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean those kickout open threes, corner threes for Miles for OG. I mean all of those were bricking, and every single time they bricked a shot. 
it sapped more of the life out of the Raptors, who I would say they actually gave pretty good effort. Um, defensively, they held the Nuggets uh, to 42% shooting and, you know, held them to just 39 points in the first half. Um, and quite honestly, they played with, you know, you know, the Nuggets came out strong in the third quarter, but like, you know, for the most part, the Raptors kind of held them in check. And, you know, Nick Nurse, I thought, did a great job of managing his timeouts and sort of getting his team to respond. And, you know, in the second quarter there, the Raptors really did take a commanding lead at one point. It was like 14 points, I think. And, you know, it looked like if the Raptors could just like basically maintain it, continue to play defense, play a half-court game, they'll be all right. But uh, they just completely ran out of gas in the fourth quarter, 14 points. And, again, most of those points... Um, you know, most of those possessions just resulted in guys like OG and Miles getting wide open threes and the missing. I mean, like, you just look up and down the roster tonight. Surge got a transition three, so that's nice. But CJ, 2 of 9. Kawhi, 1 of 6. DeLon Wright, 0 of 4. Danny Green, 1 of 4. Boucher came in and got a 3 up. Okay, cool. Uh, OG and Anobi, 2 of 8. Lorenzo Brown, 0 of 2. I mean... It's just an ugly, ugly, ugly performance. Raptors shot seven to thirty-five overall from uh, from three, and you know that's that's basically the whole game. Like, you know, you, if you even make a respectable amount of threes, you hit like four more threes, and you win this game. You hit three more threes, you win this game, you, or you tie this game at least. Like, and, and I'm telling you, like the most mint wide open threes. And at some point, you do have to worry about, you know, uh, I mean, Miles has sort of been a lost cause all year. But the more concerning thing is OG, right? Because you know, last year, OG was actually quite solid as a three-point shooter, hit 38%. Um, you know, a lot of those was because he was in the starting lineup. Maybe he's struggling to transition to the bench lineup. I mean, maybe that's one. I mean, not maybe he's struggling. He's definitely struggling. But maybe part of the struggles is that he's playing with the bench. Um, but also, man, like, I've seen a lot of, like, hate on, on Twitter and stuff like that. I mean, it's it's not hate. It's just frustration, you know, like. When, you, when you're in a close game and the guy's breaking wide open threes, like, everyone's frustrated. It's understandable. But I just hope that everyone understands that, like, OG's having a really tough year. And, like, it, it's not tough for the type of circumstances where, like, you know, um, oh, man, a guy's going through struggles or whatever, like, shooting slumps or whatever. And, and he is going through a slump, and it is tough in that regard. But it's been a tough year on and off the court for OG. This is obviously not how he planned for his sophomore year to go. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious that, uh, I th- you know, we should be more patient with that <laughs> and uh, just trust that, you know, the guy who scored 20 points in that uh, game three against Cleveland and actually hit the game tying shot before LeBron, you know, ended up h- hitting his game winner, which obviously is any all that anyone ever remembers in that game. But, um, you know, OG was one of the standout performers for the Raptors in the playoffs last year, which isn't saying too much, but for a rookie, that's really impressive. And so I'm sure that ability is still right there. And, um, you know, um, yeah, I wouldn't judge him based on this stretch. But, yeah, it's it's been really ugly. I just hope people lay off of him for a little bit. The strangest thing for me with OG is just his free throw shooting, man. I mean, he shot 6-20 to 20 entering this game. He shot 1-4 of four today. Uh, he just he can't hit free throws. It's weird. He's shooting like 30% on the season, which is, uh, you know, strange. I mean, he was never really a prolific, sh- uh, you know, shooter, either in college or as a rookie. But he was still respectable, like around 70%. And, uh yeah, it's just jarring to see it so low. But um, as for the rest of the game, I thought uh, DeLon Wright had a really positive impact on the game. Um, he got the start with both Lowry and Van Bleed out. Um, and, you know, uh, DeLon started off slow. Actually, Lorenzo Brown was kind of outplaying him for a little stretch, which was wild. 
Um, but, you know, that corrected itself over the course of the game. Uh, DeLon ends up finishing with 15 points, 8 rebounds, 4 assists, a steal, um, shot 6 of 12 from the field. What I liked about DeLon is that uh, he went to the rim just repeatedly, all the time. He, he just kept attacking the basket, and, um, you know, that's what you want to see out of DeLon. That, that is definitely what you want to see out of DeLon because that's his best asset as a, as a, in terms of his scoring, right? He doesn't really have a mid-range game. He doesn't really have the three-point game. Even though he's shooting a decent percentage this year, although he was 0 for 4 today. Um, but, yeah, I mean, DeLon's at his best when he can use his athleticism and get to the basket. He's very crafty around the rim. You know, he's a little bit shy of contact. You don't want to see that. But, you know, whatever. Okay. But at least he makes up for it by being really skillful and really crafty. And this is something that he could do on every night, right? Like, I, I don't want to see sort of this kind of inconsistent effort from him. Uh, because there's a lot of nights where he just fades. And obviously, he's not starting every night. He's not getting 38 minutes every night. But... Um, I want to see him sort of apply this sort of energy, um, you know, on games where he's just coming off the bench because, like, the bench could really use somebody who could put pressure on the rim, especially right now. I mean, JV's going to be out for a while. Who knows when Norm comes back and when he comes back? Who knows what kind of form he's in? Um, you know, they need someone to generate pressure at the basket. Monroe is not really cutting it right now. Um, and, yeah, Wright probably has to be that guy. And, uh yeah, I just want to see him drive to the basket more often. He's really good when he does it, but he's also you know, like incredibly passive. Um, he was all right. Uh, Kawhi, obviously, he was really good in the sense that you know um, the Nuggets literally sent like four or f- like four defenders basically at him every single possession. Uh, they were cutting him off, and anytime he was going one on one, he literally scored every single time. That's how he ended up with twenty nine points in a game where. You know, they were triple teaming him and quadruple teaming him, basically. And uh, I also got to give quite credit for consistently finding the open man because he would drive, he would, you know, see extra bodies and he would kick it out. And this was even after OG and Miles were sort of clanking everything. Like, Kawhi wasn't taking a lot of selfish shots. Like, he was really trying to pass to these guys. He still got four assists. Um, but overall, the Raptors just couldn't make wide open threes. It was so. That's why I said out top, man. This was one of the most difficult games of the season to watch. Like, the, the, it wasn't even like the Raptors getting their ass kicked. It's a combination between them being, you know, super tired and also just, like, just super incapable of hitting threes. But, um, you know, I thought Kawhi did a great job of battling. Um, he's really responded to that challenge. He played 38 minutes. Um, you know, 14 rebounds is a reflection of, you know, um, having to basically make up for the fact that the Raptors were playing such uh, a small lineup. And, you know, out of it's not by choice. You know, when you don't have Pascal, like, what are you going to do, right? Um, so, you know, Kawhi had to sort of play power forward at times. He had to guard Jokic for basically the entire first half. And Kawhi had to get in there for a lot of rebounds because the Nuggets, you know, had a size advantage. So they were going to come in and they were going to get whatever. So for Kawhi to get 14 rebounds really just show his, you know, his effort defensively to finish off those possessions. Uh, it's just, again, it's a shame that you got to waste these efforts because the rest of the team can't hit shots. But, you know, I thought Kawhi played really well today. He would get the first star, DeLon get the second star. And then the third star, I don't even want to hand one out. I mean, Serge had 14 points and seven rebounds, but, uh, I mean, he just got manhandled by Nikola Jokic, which it's going to be an issue every single time you got Ibaka in the game um, against these big centers that, uh, generally speaking, JV would be the one handling the situation. Jokic is a little bit special because he does obviously have the outside game down pat. So sometimes, you know, the Raptors would actually just play Ibaka against anyway, but... Um, for the most part, against these really, really, um, 
heavy low post guys like Ibaka's just not strong enough to do it like he's his like his legs just seem like they can't really hold a lot of weight you know what I mean like there's not like he's not like you know how KG was really skinny but like he was also really freaking strong like Ibaka's not like that Ibaka is just skinny and he's just you know he's good at catching people out by surprise he's good when he can leap he's good when he can position himself but he's not good when a guy's just sort of leaning on him um and it really does sap his energy um, you know, I wouldn't say he had a bad defensive game, but it just wasn't what the Raptors needed. And again, it's just really outside of his abilities, really, because he's not a traditional center, right? And so when you see a traditional center, that's why you have a guy like JV, and that's what Monroe is supposed to do. But Monroe, I mean, I don't know, his conditioning just—it's not even his conditioning in the sense that he like looks sort of tired or whatever. He just is tired really quickly. So I don't think he has a lot of endurance right now, which um. You know, it's disappointing. But, uh, yeah, Ibaka kind of got manhandled. So, I don't, I don't even know who to hand a third star to, really. Especially since Ibaka also got a technical foul called on him on his way out the game after he fouled out. He, honestly, he just waved his hand at the referee. And it wasn't even a disrespectful way. It was just kind of like a, you know, I don't I don't, I don't, don't agree. And you just, like, paw at the guy. He didn't touch him or anything. And, just, I don't know, the referee just got very sensitive about that and called the tech. But, I mean, jeez, I guess I'll give it to Ibaka, but it was not a very good game for Ibaka. Um, it was just not a very good game for the Raptors overall. This is, I, this is also it is one of those games where you got to read too much into it. I mean, between all the injuries and all the missed shots, like it is what it is. Sometimes you lose, and um, yeah, I think the Raptors are just tired. They probably want to get home, probably looking at the Christmas things like that. Um, yeah, and when you play Denver on the last game of road trip, you're almost guaranteed to lose. That's that's. Um, you know, what the Nuggets do best. In terms of the Gerald Henderson Award, then, for the Nuggets tonight, I'm going to give that to Torrey Craig, who had 13 points, four rebounds, and assists on only 5 of 14 shooting. Um, you know, I thought uh, he had to sort of, he was a little bit over-aggressive with his offense, but he just did such a good job of just pressuring Kawhi Leonard all game. I know Kawhi saw 29 points, but Craig really, really made him work. He was in his jersey the whole time, and um, yeah, he's very solid, you know. Um, it would be nice for the Raptors to get a 3-and-D guy like Torrey Craig to just sort of come in and fill a role because he's actually done a really good job with the Nuggets. And he was just like a two-way guy. He's basically like Lorenzo Brown. Um, and, uh, yeah, he's contributing now. And he hit some threes in the first quarter where I was like, what? What is going on? <laughs> like, that's one of those threes where the Raptors leave them intentionally wide open and they hit him. And uh, it comes back to make a difference in a game where the Raptors also had a lot of guys who had guys who were left wide open and they couldn't hit them. So, it's a, it's not the greatest result, but if you really zoom out, take a look at the bigger picture. The Raptors are two and two on this uh, road trip. This was you know the toughest road trip of the year. Um, you know they've already come out west twice now. They played nine of their road games against the East Western Conference uh, already, and they don't actually go past the Central time zone um, for the rest of the season. There's another fifty games. So um, sorry, there's another yeah, there's another fifty games. So you know. Uh, yeah, I, I guess the Raptors don't really have too many more excuses after this. But still, I mean, when you consider a 2-2, two and two, you beat the Clippers, you beat the uh, Warriors, and then you drop a... You didn't give your best effort against Portland, but you, you were competitive in that one, and then you didn't give your best effort against Nuggets, and, you know, you were competitive in that one. It's not the worst thing in the world. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it does on both times really do. It does feel like a, an, an effort wasted on, on Kawhi Leonard's part both times, but... I'm sure you'll understand. It's uh, it's just one of those nights. Anyway, 
that does it for the podcast. There's 10 things if you're so inclined to read it. Um, but uh, yeah, chances are you probably don't want to revisit this one. I'm not going to lie. Um, so uh, that does it for the podcast. I'll be back on, when is it, Wednesday? Uh, when the Raptors play the Pacers. That's going to be a fun game. That's going to be a really fun game. So we'll, we'll be back after that one.